was a zombie jamboree Took place in a New York cemetery It was a zombie jamboree Took place in a New York cemetery Zombies from all parts of the island Some of them was a great Calypsonians Although the season was carnival They get together in Bacchanal And they're singing back to back Belly to belly, I don't give a damn Done dead already, oh, oh, back to back Belly to belly at the zombie jamboree I hear you talking back to back Belly to belly Belly to belly, belly, belly. Hey, kids <laughs> <laughs> Perfect moment Yeah, don't worry, I don't care Okay right. uh, Hey kids It's Monster of the Week We're back And I have uh, a special guest with me It's Zombie Stew Welcome <laughs> Brain Skaith Zombie Stew. Yeah, that's... How, how did you even end up with uh, taking that, Nick? Um, is it just the Skate Zombie story? Well, to be honest, my real... My nickname in real life is Zombie. I've always grown mm. up with that name. So when I decided to get into old school magic, um, because I live in the middle of nowhere with no magic players around me, I kind of had to do the whole web game thing. And uh, yeah, mm. my... Also, I didn't want to use my real name, which is Stuart Klakovich, just because I... Um, I used to be an illustrator, so if you type in my name, you'll get a lot of information yeah. about me. And it was just kind of like, I think I was worried, well, I've kind of, I've let the cat out of the bag now because I was worried about magic players finding out that I'm an artist and uh. hounding me <laughs> to do altars or custom cards or okay. whatever, um, which I'm not. Really uh, are they doing in. that now? Or? No, well, I'm saying that I still, every now and then I do get people who do find out. And um, I just got a, a message through yesterday from a guy who wants me to do a custom back for his uh a cube Hard that he's game. putting together so oh. yeah it's just kind of like i don't mind doing those sort of things but it's just like everything it's just getting the time to do it right and if it's what's your work it's not fun anymore right no yeah this is it yeah like i used to be a commercial illustrator and um, but a few years yeah. ago i kind of gave that up because i was yeah i just didn't enjoy it i was thankful but in the sense that i was um, in demand i was making good money so i kind of mm. i kind of grinned and bared it and did it for as long as i could got some good clients underneath my belt just took the money and run basically um so now i'm just trying to do my own thing and concentrate on my own artwork which is a slow process okay. but i'm enjoying it a lot more um yeah so it's good uh, the thing about like illustrating and drawing stuff and people don't realize if it's your job or your yeah. work that you're like this takes time for me. Yeah. This I I usually get paid for it. Yeah. But people are like, well, you can do it for me. I, it's just it's just little old me. Yeah. I, I kind of knew, know you. And the fact it's just like drawing, because you know drawing's easy. It doesn't take that long to do. So why, of course, exactly. you can do it for yeah. me. So yeah, but well, it's fine. <laughs> so uh, you sent me a message and dropped a link to a bunch of pictures, and you kind of did the. Uh, similar thing earlier but this was to a uh, revamped version of uh, Innistrad right that's right yeah I wanted so, to make so it so what, what's what's that about I was like okay yeah Innistrad and what, what, what did you do what's so, going on yeah so I think 
like I said before, because I kind of live in an area where there isn't old school players, I'm kind of actively going out to local shops or local play groups and trying to encourage players into getting old school. And it's mm -hmm. usually they're, they're, they're interested to give it a go so long as I bring some decks for them to play. Because obviously you've got yeah. that price wall to get over and we can talk about that forever. Um, mm. But yeah, the, like they, the financial aspect. Yeah, the, the price hurdle. to pay, and obviously there are ways to play old school on a budget. Mm. But still, especially when you're talking to modern Magic players, their idea of an expensive card is like ten, twenty, thirty dollars, mm. and you know a lot of basics in old school cost a lot more than that anyway. So yeah, anyway, so I usually I'll, I'll take some proxy decks with me to local play groups or shops or whatever, and we'll get some games in. And once I get to know the players and they kind of see my style of play and they learn that I'm really interested into heavy metal and death metal um, and my reluctance to play in modern magic, they'll always say, oh, you should check out Innistrad. It's a really cool set, especially to draft with. It's the theme is right up your alley. It's all ghouls and zombies and vampires and werewolves. And the amount of people that have said that to me over the past sort of two years has been phenomenal. Um, but looking at Innistrad's set, as a whole, in my eyes, it looks gross. I just don't like modern magic cards. And yeah, um, it, again, it's from an aesthetic point of view, but also the, the, the idea that it's meant to be a horror themed set. And to me, it's just not particularly horrifying to look at. It's full of cliches and I'm not a fan of um, the way modern, I mean, it's not even particularly modern anymore. It's like, what year did it come out? Was it 2010, I think? So it's... I guess it's a bit of a mishmash of stuff. Yeah, but it's the, the fact that it's, um, I, I don't like modern magic art. It's too digital looking or too streamlined. Um, but yeah, the, the art is, uh, it's not the right flavor. Not for me art. personally. And I understand, you know, art is subjective. So I understand some people like it, but yeah, it's just, it's not for me. Um, so last year during, well, just before the lockdown with the pandemic happened, I uh, took it upon myself to recreate the Spectral Chaos set, um, yeah. which I'm sure everyone who's listened to this probably knows what it is, but effectively it was an unreleased set designed by Barry Reich, um, Richard Garfield's best friend before Alpha even came out. It was bought by Wizards of the Coast, but it was never formally released but it was used years later for inspiration for certain cards or mechanics or things in the game. Yeah, like they put it in later, off, like post old school sets. Exactly. Uh, yeah. They used a bunch of uh, things uh, in like their, it used mechanics and everything. Yeah. And so you recognize a bunch of cards. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I made my own Spectral Chaos set. So I templated up each card in Photoshop, uh, did it obviously all bordered and uh, found or rather stole artwork from other fantasy artists and illustrators um, and made my own set and we've been playing that in uh, The Hive which is a South England, uh, South East England uh, online group um, and we've been playing that with uh, sealed with boosters over the past sort of 18 months now and it's been great fun. So yeah I had basically, sorry that was a bit of a preamble, I had all of the templates for cards ready in Photoshop and so I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to make my own version of Innistrad. I've got, I've got the groundwork done. I've got all the templates ready. All I need to do, he says, all is, um, is find some cool looking artwork, slap them in yeah. and uh, good to go. Of course, yeah, it's never that easy. Um, but it didn't take me that long, if I'm honest. I kind of, I did it casually over the past, I don't know, 
maybe four or five months. I was just doing like three or four cards a day. And before I know it, I had the set done. And um, mm-hmm. I recently printed it out, uh, made a cube with all the cards. And yeah, just been taking it around to different play groups, different shops, and getting in on the Halloween fun with my own custom art Innistrad cube. So someone told you that you should check out Innistrad. That's yeah. how it, like, the seed was planted in a way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I I actually started again when Innistrad came out. Uh, so it lured me in back into magic. I was at a. Uh, like my wife's cousin's wedding and the like one of the one guy there asked me if i played magic as you do at <laughs> a wedding like, do, do, do i play magic well no not really anymore and i was like i played in the 90s and then he showed me these like cards that had a like the flip cards yeah. right uh and uh, well i wasn't like hooked just because he showed me them but like when you start playing once again you kind of easily swing into it and i also loved innistrad i think marshall sotcliffe has uh, stated it as being the crazy part about innistrad is that everyone was happy and in our game that basically never happens yeah really doesn't (laughs) Uh, i think it's a good as you mentioned like the flavor is there uh you it's like villagers turning into werewolves yeah. and vampires and basically how like the original sets uh, was framed a bit a bunch also yeah uh, like with the ghouls and the zombies as you mentioned i mean like I, i've i've only drafted it with it um like three times now um but already i can see the gameplay is quite elegant um in the sense that it's, it's not convoluted like a lot of other sort of modern frame cards that i've seen um it's kind of it's not necessarily simple, but it's easy to remember key mechanics or um, or things to do with the cards. Mm. Um, so I kind of, you know, as as self proclaimed worst old school Magic player in the world, it's kind of nice to pick up a set that's it, it, quote unquote easy to play with, or at least to understand the, the key mechanics and the cores of the game. Um, yeah, so yeah. It's really it, Richard Garfield even came back and did a bunch of cards. Yeah. In it. Uh, and you can see that in the wording of some cards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that that was like a joke, a running gag uh, at the point they released Innistrad, like g- during spoiler season. It was, they were like, "Well, this is probably a Garfield card." <laughs> no <laughs> like, way! Can you remember specifically what sort of cards they were that got uh, called out? It's one of the as having the Garfield treatment. I, I don't know if it's the. It's a rare zombie. Uh, I'm looking through your art, so okay. maybe that's harder for me to find. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it's one of the rares that uh, I'll, I'll get back to when yeah, I find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that that you actually have the, as we mentioned, the flavor, and we have like the easily enough to understand set. Yeah. But there's also like the drafting uh, as i remember it and as it's been told it's also phenomenal you only drafted it about uh, like a couple of times yeah three times or and every time i've drafted it it's been quite different um and every time it's been really enjoyable like i did a 10-man draft my cube supports up to 10 people and we did a 10-man draft at the weekend and it was awesome i i wonder if it was the grim green corpse born that he actually uh, Could be. did. Could be. Someone might find what cards he did, or I don't know if you can find it out now, but 
there, there's some cards anyhow that <laughs> you that are like a lot of text. Yeah, I was gonna say that one's. Yeah, I struggled to get that one all onto one card. Uh, and that's basically because what he does uh, when he he's been uh, in dipping his toe into designing new cards uh, now and again. Uh, he usually tends to try out new mechanics and different other ways to play uh, magic, like another aspect of it. Uh, and I, I think that's also what really works here. We mentioned the flip cards. That doesn't really work back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the humans turning into werewolves. Uh, and when they do, they transform and you flip the card. So we don't have the magic back, right? Yeah, so how I got around that with the cube that I've printed out is um, I've got my boosters kind of pre-made. So there's 15 cards in each booster ready to go. And in the Innistrad set, as I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows, there would be a flip card in each pack guaranteed. So sometimes you could get lucky and, you know, pull two rares. It's possible to get one regular rare and and one flip transform card rare. Um, But what I've done with my boosters is um, everything's sleeved up, ready to go, shuffle and play. I've actually got two copies of each flip card in in a booster. So I've got the, the one that's sleeved up in an opaque sleeve, like the rest of the sleeves. So that's the one that you actually shuffle in your deck and and play and draw with. But then I also have a double-sided printed card in a clear sleeve. And the idea is you put that to one side so that during gameplay, once you've got your flip card and it needs to be flipped, instead of having the hassle of taking it out of the sleeve, putting it back around, putting it back in, you simply draw the double-sided card that's double printed from out of play area and put that into play. So there's none of this convoluted flipping cards, taking them out of the sleeves and all this kind of thing. Uh, and you like designed it more as a cube, so yeah. you have everything sleeved up exactly. and ready to go. Even the lands you found are for yeah, got to do it properly. Got to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. and that's another interesting thing because you know that there was part of me that really I did go overboard and I made multiple arts for each of the basic lands. But then in hindsight, before I decided, before I got it printed, I knew like, okay, I need to just choose one art for each land. <laughs> Otherwise it's, you know, it's going to be quite difficult for people to see what things are from the other side of the table ah, and okay. whatnot. So I decided to just do, keep it simple in the end. Yeah. I think like what you, uh, what we mentioned about the flip cards, like back in the day and still, they still do they flip do, cards. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're even revisiting Innistrad now with the, uh, uh, what's it called? Midnight, Midnight Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with transforming vampires and the werewolves again. When you draft, if you have flip cards, like in the regular Innistrad, if you don't have it sleeved, you show everyone around the table. That's right. You call it out. Because you clearly see the backside of the card. And uh, there's also like the checklist. uh, Yeah. So I never, how how does that work? Is that the same thing? Do you literally have the checklist to one side and then when you flip it, you just bring your checklist into play? Is that how it works? Uh, So you have the checklist card uh, in each set that has uh, like double face cards uh, you have checklist cards that uh, come with some boosters and then you basically mark 
uh, on the list what card you are playing yeah. because then the, that card has a regular magic yeah, back so it's not marked uh, and, and then you bring in the like double so i mean yeah i mean technically you know it, that makes sense but there's that it does lose that little bit of excitement and flavor of like when mm. you draw one of those check yeah, cards yeah. it's just like oh okay like oh cool i've drawn this card but it doesn't look like the card that i've just drawn it's um, and then also as well, if you're not super familiar with the card, unless you've took the time to write out what it does on the on the check card, you're also kind of at a bit of a disadvantage, I suppose. Yeah, I like talking about the art. Uh, like you try to find new art for a bunch of cards. There's also some reuse. Yeah, I think there's probably like three or four cards maybe in the whole set that I literally just, I've just spent too long trying to find replacements for. And in the end I decided, you know what? I can live with these cards. They're, they're quite good artworks. Like for example, Grimoire of the Dead. I think I re reused the artwork for that. And that's kind of nice looking. Mm. And there was the- That's a Kjöldor on Bell or something, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. The Blaze, Blazing Torch. You oh yeah, you, you collect that one. Yeah, because I used, um, uh, what was the art I used, stole for that? It was a card from Mirage, right? Uh, well, it's a fireball. It's, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I use a couple of existing card artworks and I might have tweaked them so they're not super obvious that they're the, the same, mm. that they, they, they are unique, different cards. But um, as a whole, I mean, obviously like the, 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 the theme of the set is horror. Um, so it was so much easier for me to find artwork for this set than it was, for example, the Spectral Chaos set which is, mm. hasn't really got um, a specific theme, so to speak. Um, so it was quite a little bit more convoluted trying to find things that fit. But, you know, if I'm trying to find a vampire, for example, I can easily find dozens of cool-looking vampires on Google Images, for example, like, within it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... That's, like, in the realm of, uh, like, fan-based uh, art. Exactly, You yeah. usually have a bunch of horror art and, like, sci-fi, science yeah. fiction and, uh, and fantasy. You know, I kind of... I grew up in the, in the West Midlands in the UK and um, not too far away from me in the East Midlands. You've got Games Workshop, which I'm sure everyone who listens to this is familiar with. Um, and growing up in the sort of the early mid nineties, Games Workshop had a very specific dark um, art direction, um, and I grew up loving that aesthetic. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I knew looking through these cards straight away, like, oh, I can use some John Blanche or some Ian Miller artwork from some old Games Workshop products that would fit perfectly. Um, yeah, th those really stands out. I I, I love uh, a bunch of your decisions here on art wise. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say that old school in the sense of ninety three ninety four aesthetic, but they've still got I'd I'd like to think a kind of a, an older magic feel as opposed to a, a newer magic feel for sure. Well, some people might feel you need to go in the more like yeah you i agree with you it's not like the old school feel in that sense but like for me i remember alliances as well as i do yeah fallen empires or whatever and it clearly fits into those categories yeah definitely like um, old school magic also had more that that's probably what's missing in new uh, sets as you talked about like it had a more artistic freedom in yeah. a way uh it wasn't streamlined like it is today you, I, I I really can't tell the art apart yeah. today uh, on a bunch of cards. You, you know, they need to have like the whole story of the plane and whatever on each card. So it's like you don't really see it pop out. Yeah, and that, I, want I think there's two issues with that. One of them is you literally can't distinguish the cards from the other side of the table. 
um, mm. which can lead to you know, misplays and misreading certain situations. But uh, two is the fact that um, everything becomes quite generic. And like you said, I don't know enough about modern magic to sort of comment on on how they try to stuff the lore of the game into, into the cards themselves. But I did see a little promo at the weekend for the newest Innistrad set. I can't remember, is it mm. not Midnight Hunt, the latest one? I can't remember what it's called now. Okay, yeah, they're doing another, like they did with this. Uh, yeah. They had Dark Ascension coming up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know what it's a new, but the, the, the next set this, but. From what I can gather, the lore around it's based around a wedding. And I'm just like, I couldn't think of anything worse than, than playing a card game about a wedding. Like, hmm. I don't know. I want to play with zombies and monsters and all things that yeah. bump of the night. I just don't really care about a wedding. <laughs> that, that's a bit weird. Uh, that's the first time I heard about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm sure I've got it completely wrong. But yeah, that's what, that's what I gathered from watching this couple of minutes of a clip before I threw up in my mouth and quickly clicked off the video. <laughs> so... <laughs> another point uh, that i want to uh, like you to talk about is like how did you figure going with the planeswalkers ah now th that's an interesting question because I've obviously i've never played with planeswalkers before but and i've got to give all credit to marcus for this because um he was the main inspiration for my spectral chaos cube because he mm -hmm. did a couple of years ago um, a very similar idea he reskinned a well-known vintage cube, um, but he went the extra mile because he wanted it to l actually read like old school cards. So he yeah. re not only did he put you know old school borders and different artwork, he actually rewrote or had a team of people that helped him rewrite the magic cards into alpha language. So he's kind of deconstructing exactly. each card. Um, and thankfully, he already tackled the issue of how do you do an old border um, uh, plane walker. Yeah. I, I had a chat with uh, because he got help with printing it, and uh, like he didn't. He, he's more of the organizer behind yeah. it, I, yeah. I guess. Uh, MTG Render, so, that guy, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you can find it on. Uh, and he lives here in Sweden Sweet. and I met him he, he was like he, he and his brother in the States uh, they was they found art and put everything together because he also like you uh, revamp <laughs> or do other art on uh, different types of cards yeah. uh, but what, as you meant what's in, what you're talking about now is that Marcus uh, and some of you guys I don't know who it was else that wanted to do the old uh not flavor text but like the old rules text so it fit fit more into old school yeah magic. which is quite a task because it was a big cube and deconstructing yeah. like modern he, he won it out a bunch of times with this <laughs> like each card it was like yeah i, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so thankfully yeah I, I you know i'm not going to set myself that goal um but yeah but i guess it's harder with the vintage cube since it's from every mm. set uh, imaginable and every mechanic Im imaginable yeah uh, so, but you had at least planeswalkers. We already talked about the, how you did with transforming yeah. uh, werewolves and stuff. But what, what, how did you end up? So did it help you, Marcus? Or yeah, did I did. Well, I, like I said, I, I, I was really lucky enough. I've played his cube a couple of times now, um, and so I was able to clock how he 
like yeah translated that into an old border and yeah in the end just kept it simple um and it was just a, a matter of just formatting the text and trying to make sure that each paragraph is kind of clearly distinguished from the other so it's not actually that difficult to do the but having said that there's not that many planeswalkers in this set i think there might only be two i think uh, no there's i guess it's least three yeah because one's uh, a transform card so there's garrick the relentless transform so he's a double sided yeah. planeswalker then you've it's got liliana, liliana. um yeah and it, yeah i don't know if we should mention like liliana you know you can you can see her nipples on my card ah. which is as garfield intended i believe um but, that, no, but that's that's another interesting thing because um i i've played this cube with modern magic players and i can tell when they're playing these cards I don't know if offended is necessarily the right word to use, but I can see them raise an eyebrow and be like, whoa, this is, I don't necessarily agree with this artwork, mm -hmm. um, but I think they're maybe too but polite. We should make clear that there's been like <laughs> fan art of Liliana, Chandra, and all those planeswalkers that exist in Magic, uh, but this is not what's happening here. This no, is a I just use some... old school fantasy picture by the artist of Simon Bisley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and again, like uh, I grew up. So um, it's not like the super. <laughs> no, it's not like some, yeah, anime kind of porn yeah. thing. No, no it's no. just I found a cool artwork uh, by Simon Bisley of yeah, like a semi-naked. Uh, rather buxom warrior smashing someone's face in and to me that's exactly. that's what's crucial about high fantasy is it's got to be ludicrous um mm -hmm. and there has to be gore and blood because i mean this yeah, game it, over the top yeah. like really flavor you, you need to feel like how strong the, the like, like conan was yeah also exactly like how extreme everything is in a way and you know I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick i'm not trying to force my views onto people or anything like i just want to play with cards that i personally like the look of and i think in old school i think a lot of people kind of can not take these sort of things too seriously um, and not be too concerned about it um mm. but i think the other i don't i don't really know from your perspective but for me i feel like a lot a lot of the artwork I've chosen kind of has a very British feel because I've already mentioned, for example, the Games Workshop uh, connection. Mm -hmm. But I also grew up um, reading 2000 AD, which is a, uh, a British comic book that's been around since the 70s. And Simon Beasley, for example, that I just mentioned, um, he did a lot of artwork for them also. And I think there was, okay. there was quite a kickback in the UK in the 80s and the 90s to this kind of idea of American high fantasy uh, where everything was quite clean, um, and not overly violent. And I, I don't know if this is connection with um, a lot of um, English artists. They kind of, they themselves listen to punk music or heavy metal. And so there's a lot more of a kind of a dirty, grimmer kind of vibe to a lot of the British artwork, uh, British artists, mm. fantasy artists in the 80s and 90s than maybe, mm. uh, especially the Americans. Well, you can see that in like cinema and like with the home video really kicking off. Yeah. Uh, people like accessing that filmmaking and everything more easily uh, as we go into this and that was like the not not only in uh, like england i guess like all over you can find thousands of <laughs> weird movies yeah. that just popped up uh, especially like scary movies i guess but then there was also um the this idea of the satanic panic or um, things yeah. getting censored or video nasties. That's what drove me to get into the game to begin with as a kid. 
because you know mm. I, I remember the magic cards they wouldn't be in reach of the local game shop you had to ask for them um, mm -hmm. and it was that like oh this is a naughty product okay I, they actually addressed that yeah in the store um, okay. and this this idea that it was forbidden and it, that's what attracted it to me straight away i was like oh my god like yeah. This is evil. I've got to get hold of it. I want to be an evil necromancer. Uh, I think we ha we had that also with uh, video games. We yeah. had a panic here in Sweden, like uh, the vo the vo violence in the yeah. video games. Uh, but today we have more problem. You and I uh, <laughs> trying to find a picture for Liliana <laughs> yeah. rather than showing gore. Yeah. So, like that's the pendulum of uh, how everything swings, like moral wise, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you could argue that's good or bad. It's but to me, it's kind of irrelevant because at the end of the day, I just like this artwork and I want to play with the cards that I like the look of. Um, I think you really nailed it. Uh, it's interesting cheers. to hear where you found uh, like some of the art. Then I remember like more of the what you call high fantasy art yeah. uh, like when I grew up uh, seeing those I had posters of a big dragon that was breathing fire or something and but also like I don't know who does the Conan Barbarian art uh, so uh, many to mention but yeah Frank Frazetta <laughs> is probably like the commercially mainstream one I guess uh, yeah probably well of course there, there there's uh, it's been going on a long while yeah but, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's really detailed also uh, yeah some the the older and not in a bad way now i think it's more cluttered the newer art with stuff well that's like they put it in overlapping stuff but it's more detailed in how they draw everything for hand also i guess yeah and that's another because like that i don't play modern magic but i have joined a kind of a few um original magic the gathering artist auction um, groups on Facebook and it's it's always really interesting seeing like the newer artists selling their artwork after the fact um, and it always blows my mind because they'll be ginormous pieces they'll be like A1, A0 in dimension and it's like <laughs> it's getting shrunk down to effectively a postage stamp um, yeah and then another thing as well that I've noticed recently is I think it is becoming a little bit of a trend for artists that have been working exclusively digitally to say, oh, I'm going to start working in, in physical mediums, whether it's acrylic or oil paints or what have you. But what's interesting is I can tell straight away by looking at their paintings that they've taught themselves how to paint digitally before they've mm -hmm. gone to paint. Because you can see the same techniques. and yeah, like outlining and... Yeah, just, just the way that they apply their paint. Because I guess in digitally, it's kind of... it's it's you can't really subtly mix paint in the same way that you can in real life. And it, it mm. has more of a kind of everything is, is more polished and clean and flat. And you can see that in the way that they're approaching physical media. And mm. as someone who, yeah, who kind of studied art at university, it's, it's kind of terrifying to see that like, well, digital paintings kind of, it's not only is it prevalent in and of itself, it's kind of taken over like the traditional realms of painting as well. Um, mm. Which is really odd, really odd to see. Because it, it it started out with trying to do, quote unquote, real art digitally. Yeah. Now, now it goes. That now it's the other way around. Now it's gone you full learned, circle. But you learn to. Yeah. Having said that, I keep on bashing digital art. You know, I did work. Well, I always work with a computer. I always made a point of working with my hand, but usually I would just like scan in my artwork and you know, mm. like tweak it online or dig or uh, I'm sorry uh, on my computer or 
or color it on Photoshop or whatever it might be. But yeah, there are, you know, it does make sense uh, for a game like Magic the Gathering that does uh, commission so much artwork um, mm. to have, you know. I, th I think they're doing a good job with some uh, of the, like, artists they yeah. have usually doing art. They have, of course, they have to keep to a certain aspect of whatever they need this to do. This is it. I mean, the commercial base for this game now is just ginormous. And you know, yeah. they, they've got to churn out these cards. And the quickest way to do that is to commission digital pieces. But like I said, there, there is this, there does seem to be a bit of a kickback now with, with more artists wanting to produce traditional paintings, which is interesting. So, uh, actually playing this, uh, I remember it. The cool part about, uh, I don't want to like ruin it for people if they want to try it out. Uh, how, how do they go about? Well, at the moment, the, all of my cards are available to view online in a Google photo book. Um, and they're all online at high res, so you can literally just, they're all 300 DPI, so you'll be able to print them one-to-one -one and they should look fantastic. Um, I am considering kind of making the files all print ready and putting them into one big folder that people can just download if they want to. And then they've got everything without having to, you know, go through the Google um, document and take each card piece by piece. Um, mm. I want to say um, I made a point of not getting this pro printed. So I know a lot of people have been using companies like makeplayingcards.com or even MTG Render that you mentioned. Um, they offer a printing service. Um, but to get this printed, especially now in this post-Brexit world, it would have cost me quite a lot of money um, once you mm. consider shipping and taxes, uh, custom duties and whatnot. So all I did was I just printed it online um, just through a cheap online printer. It cost me less than £20, which is what, like 28, 29 euros maybe? Um, and I literally just got them printed on A4 regular printer paper. So there was nine cards per sheet of paper. And then I took the time to cut each card out individually and sleeve them in sleeves with just old magic card junk stuffed behind each card. So they feel like magic cards. They've got that snap and that rigidity mm. that you know is quite important, I think. Um, and it and it's fine. The amount of times I've cracked it out on people have gone, whoa, where have you got these printed? And I'll, you know, I'll de-sleeve a card and show them. I'll be like, this literally cost me a fraction of a penny to print each card. Mm. Um, so you can print it on a budget very easily, as long as you've got sleeves and old cards and you're willing to spend the time to cut out each card. And usually you have, you also like show, you have the, even have the lands there yeah for people and to tokens and like if you intend to have this in a cube or just have like a sit down and have a draft uh, you can probably you don't even have to use the right dimensions in a way you could if you find a printer place where they can do this it doesn't really matter as long as everything is the same size and yeah, whatever. exactly and i think as well that's maybe another one of the reasons why i've kind of jumped into this idea of making my own magic sets is old school is just getting more and more expensive and mm. um i love the idea of having this fixed card pool and you, that you can only play with things that you can go out and find but unfortunately the nature of the game is 
people that are going to play old school, they probably are going to have good jobs and they probably are going to have excess income. And so this idea of scarcity doesn't always ring true. It's more of a case of how much money are you willing to spend on the game as opposed to how much money mm. you have to spend on the game. Um, and so Yeah, the financial aspect of old school is like... A- it's it's hard to even this you can even talk about it yeah because so people weird. get so heated about it as well and i yeah. understand why and um and i'm kind of firmly in the middle of of the mm. kind of finance side. there's part of me that kind of understands it and embraces it as it kind of forces you to brew with what cars you've got available but then the other side the, the kind of finance side of it it kind of does bum me out and I've, I've never really had a hobby where money's been kind of integral to actually enjoying the game um like back in the days when Garfield was still uh, like developing Magic, uh, they had a discussion about how much it should cost to play. Uh, and they came up with like, it should cost as much as it does with a hobby, like golfing. Right. <laughs> so And that's that's a bit expensive. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. And like, I'm not defending financial, uh, like people not uh, being able to play old school and people people can proxy, people can do especially whatever they like. Yeah. I don't want to get into that that yeah. way, but like you can sell the cards and it's not like the, if I if I buy a bunch of golf clubs, I'm probably not, they're not gaining value over time. I'm assuming so. not, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. And, and yeah, no, I'm going to come clean. You know, I kind of got into old school like quite, quite quickly and I, I jumped in quite deep and, and bought you know a full set of revised dual lands obviously they just revised they're not unlimited but um, you know I bought into power very quickly um, hmm. and then I, I, yeah I did start to feel kind of guilty kind of spending my money on these affection they're just luxury bits of cardboard aren't they and hmm. um, and that whole of idea of like um, I'm not a competitive player, so I, I don't really play one deck over and over and try and hone it and figure out how to make it better. I'm, I personally enjoy just picking up random decks and, and trying different archetypes. And the physicality of taking apart a deck and, and sorting out your cards and yeah. building it, it kind of, that kind of drove me up the wall. I've just got boxes and boxes of cards, and the, the harder I tried to organize my collection, the harder it came to... Well, that's a nice part. You just keep them in piles all over. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And I, yeah, I can see them now. They're everywhere. And, um, and yeah, recently I've kind of just gone, you know what, I'm kind of sick of this. And I'm just, even when I've got the real cards, more often than not, I'm playing with the proxies because I can just, it's quicker for me to print them out on my home yeah. printer and just and play them. We had a like vintage thing going a couple of years ago, uh, and then I used to bring the Power Nine proxies for those yeah. because I think we ha- we allowed proxy ten or whatever, so the legacy people can play. That's cool. In legacy, you're not allowed to play any yeah. restricted cards anymore. But yeah, le- yeah, we we don't need to. Dive into yeah, sorry. Yeah, that. we'll probably but, get. But, but, like I, I can see different views, and I, I would probably not be able to get into old school today. And a lot of players playing old school might feel the same about that. Yeah. Since it's but having said that, the you know there are these awesome like tiny formats exactly. popping up all over time. Uh, One point five uh, X point um, for this Highlander. Yeah, and 
like now uh, I indulge people trying Innistrad because what I remember from playing it uh, like limited uh, it actually evolved after, after a while so if you have a small play group that try it out now uh, I do remember some of the archetypes and what you can go for but like even pro magic and whatever they started to like shift in what they were building because like limited is a, is problematic uh, yeah sometimes if, especially if you play sealed you can do that also you can have like six uh, like packs of 15 and then try to build something uh, like the bomb rares are, yeah. are usually just like if I draw it you, and you can't address it but I don't think that goes for this set no. because the synergy especially the uh, graveyard synergies are so well built yeah. uh, and also as we mentioned with the transforming of cards there's some like if you don't play a card uh, during your turn they can flip and you can flip it back uh, there's like this cool uh, like mechanics that makes what would have been a bad card quote unquote better uh, actually playable since during the game they shift in what they're doing yeah uh, and so i think there's so many cards uh, that you can explore what they do and how they perform if you try it out do you have any favorite cards in the set well of course you know i do love the undead so there's quite a cool uh, couple of cards that produce zombie tokens um and yeah i mean it's hilarious because obviously i've worked on putting this set together and i still am unfamiliar with a good chunk of the cards so is it uh, mm. endless ranks of the dead that i managed to pull yeah. that in one game and that was really fun so effectively it's I think it's at the beginning of your upkeep, you kind of double, no, you get half the amount of zombies that you have in control already. You kind of get that amount back. So you you kind of, every turn, you're just kind of pumping out more. Like it's an enchantment for four. And in the beginning of your upkeep, you create a number of black zombie creature tokens. Yeah. And that is half the number of zombies you control. So it's rounded down. You, you need to have some. Yeah, but once them. you get that ball rolling, you can. It feels like you're doubling every turn. <laughs> Obviously, you're not. But it's, you, I mean, one game I had like forty odd zombies out, and that was awesome. Um, I think I still mm. lost, but that's not the point. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite cards is the Bloodline Keeper. Yeah, uh, that's it's, sweet. It's a vampire for four. It's a three-three flyer. That that that's enough in old school magic. But yeah. you could create. Uh, vampire creature tokens with it yeah i've yet to play with that one um and, and you can transform it with one black and then it becomes like gives all the other vampires plus two plus two and you actually found cool art for it it's like the lurking nosferatu yeah. vampire uh, in the graveyard on the like how you play it uh, and on the on the flip side uh you have the him i guess yeah. <laughs> in the casket uh, <laughs> Like, well, yeah, because he's a lord. He doesn't have to do yeah. anything anymore, does he? He's exactly. got his vampires doing the work for him, so he, he can afford he to... all the other emperor. Yeah. Exactly, he can just sit there and... And take in those cool midnight rays. And, and like, that's why I also love this set, because it, everything makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's... It, it's, a, it's a vampire uh, that actually makes other vampires. That's usually how it goes yeah the whole like thing's vampire. just <laughs> dripping with theme um and that's what i most that's kind of what attracts me to the game what well, when i was a kid that's what got me into the game that idea mm. of like you could do this you can be an evil wizard and you can produce these crazy monsters and throw them at your opponent um i i totally agree and like how you 
for people that ha that don't usually play newer magic sets, uh, this is I don't know. Is it going into ten years ago? Yeah, <laughs> but still, but still, uh, like this is a way of exploring magic that I think people should try out because I, you and I, like the feel of uh, yeah. the set, and uh, like then you can like have that feeling, a bit of that feeling. Yeah, I think I'd be surprised if your average old schooler wouldn't enjoy playing this if someone put it in front of them. Um, because like I said, the gameplay is so elegant as well. Um, and obviously, you know, not everything in old school is particularly elegant, but yeah, it's... Um, and you, you can have some discussions before. Uh, you can take out the Planeswalkers if you don't like yeah. them. Uh, and I guess you can also have a discussion about some of the token... There there's some like cards that are very good. Uh but like that's a part of it also. Yeah. If you you get one some of the really good cards, that's what you want to open. So Yeah. So I've kind of I've kept my cube quite basic in the sense that I haven't, you know, kind of engineered it in any way. I've literally just got three of every common, two of every uncommon, one of every rare, one of every mythic. Mm. Um and then like I said, I've 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 put each pack already in a, in a pre-made booster i discovered online there's a company that produces these tiny little plastic boxes that are actually meant to be for magicians to keep their decks of playing cards in and they're really streamlined because i looked at getting these cuba majig things that everyone was telling me about but again they were just insanely expensive um, ah. and they're basically just fancy box small deck boxes so you can yeah. make individual boosters and uh, yeah i found these these uh these cool opaque plastic boxes and I went the extra mile and printed up some artwork for each box, so they actually look like a booster. Um, and I think that's much a much better way of going. Uh, you should you should do stuff yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like you you're doing arts and crafting. I love, exactly. I love some arts and crafting. That's what's missing uh, in today's society. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also as well, like I'd love like some, for some other old schoolers to look through. Um, the, the set online just to see if they can recognize any of the artwork because I've mm. I've used a lot of artwork from like heavy metal record covers or death metal album covers and like I mentioned like Games Workshop art and 2000 AD art so I would be genuinely interested to see what people kind of if they like recognize stuff and get hyped just off that fact alone I can uh, take I can put the link yeah, yeah, in yeah, the, for sure. the description of the episode if you go to the Wack Wack page, you can find it there. Cheers. I mean, I also want to hasten to add, I'm not selling this cube. It's not my artwork. Yeah, yeah. It's highly illegal. You're all scumbags. Um, if you do, if you do play with these cards, you are going to go to hell. But no, no. Well, you can play with them and exactly. And like, all, yeah, we're all going to go to hell anyway, pretending to be wizards. So <laughs> you might as well just go the full hog. So yeah, I have had like multiple people asking, like, oh, how much is the set? I I'm not selling it. I'm not going to print it. But feel free to print it off yourself. As long as you're not selling it, I don't really see yeah. there shouldn't be any, any issues. I mean, I, know. That, I think that goes for the spectral chaos also. Yeah, uh, raging river MTG did a. Uh, very extensive uh, work with yeah, uh, phenomenal a version work. like you did uh, like rewording and uh, even having like flavor in it and you can check that out uh, I'll put that in the yeah, description so, I mean, I, once I, again you can't buy it uh, like in that sense I guess yeah. you, you need to take care of it yourself and his, his set is awesome you should definitely check it out because when we've been playing with Spectral Chaos we'll quite often use his set as the kind of oracle because he went the extra mile and 
and reformatted the text into modern magic language and kind of ironed out some of the wrinkles. So quite often, if we're stuck in a play situation, we will go onto his website and consult, well, how does this card actually work? Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, well, you can you can play Spectral Chaos, you can play the Innistrad yeah. Cube, you could probably even put some of the Innistrad cards in your old school tournament uh, if you if you like to. But, uh, One other thing as well I want to mention, sorry I keep on mentioning things, um, we did discover, or rather Chris Sartin in the Hive, he discovered this really cool bit of software called TCG Booster Generator. And what it is, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a free piece of digital software, and you can upload uh, any card set to it, and you can set the booster rarity ratio, and it'll spit uh, a booster out as a in the form of a printable PDF. Oh, so okay. um, that's a great way to play if you don't want to like print out all the set. The you set, can literally yeah. just generate some boosters, print them, cut them out, and have uh, and play it that way. Um, yeah, that's cool. I think uh, Slow and Fun is working on uh, drafting. Uh, we did a Roach Rochester draft in Tolaria also. Sweet. Uh, we we need to ask him to put in the in the strad there Sick. so we can. Yeah, I mean, no, he does everything else for everyone, right? But yeah, so yeah, he's yeah slang. Then, then you can draft it and then print out the, yeah. those specific. And, and, we, and we did that as well with on Tolaria. We tried out the Spectral Chaos drafting function and we printed them off mm -hmm. and had some games and yeah, it was great fun. But again, it all it all entails that extra bit of time because you've got to sit down and print out and cut out those cards. So I understand if people aren't interested because time's limited. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind cutting your fingers up a bit with some paper, paper cuts, <laughs> get involved. Yeah. Um, uh, you need to put some a bit of yourself into the game, so that's fine. And there's also as well, sorry to keep on going on, but um, there's a player that we mentioned earlier, um, Dennis Almquist in uh, in Sweden. I've been playing online with him the past sort of eighteen months. You talked so. with me before, yeah, sorry, we before that. started recording yeah. about him. You you've been playing with him a bit, and um, we'll play a mixture of webcam games. But also, I discovered a free in-browser platform called ScreenTop.gg, uh, and uh, you can it's literally a free digital tabletop, so you can upload uh, files uh, and make uh, yeah like a digital representation of a tabletop, just drop your cards in. So we've been, to so kind of save him having to print off all these cards all the time, we've instead mm. been importing the cards into this, this in-browser program and playing the game that way. You know, it's not the That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not the same as playing in real life. It's not the, play, it's the same as playing a web game, but it's cheap and it's, e well, it's free and it's easy and it's fun. So it's just another way to play the game, I guess. Yeah, and you need to give me all those links yeah, we'll do. so I can put it in the episode. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Zombie, really nice to have you on. Uh, Thank you. And uh, like, have a nice evening, day, you and the listeners. Uh, is it anything you want to say before we leave? Uh, Another thing you want to say? Um, I want to say I really like your intro music choices on your okay. episodes. So, but but you need to, you now you want it to be more uh, like uh, metal. Or yeah, I, I don't want that? you to use that fucking cranberry song, the zombie song. I hate that. Ah, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about doing that. Uh, I was thinking about doing a Swedish uh, hip hop. Group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you 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 can send me a request. Yeah. Afterwards, and then and you, I'll you, put it in after we're done here. Yeah, you can deny them all, but yeah, just yeah, I'll think of I'll try and think of something disgusting that you can <laughs> make your ears bleed. Cool. Cool. Uh, 
Right. Well, uh, cheers for having okay. me, dude. Sorry for waffling yeah. on. No, that's what we're here for. Bye, guys. Cool. In a bit.